Hello, everybody. Welcome to Following Jesus with Christ Church. My name is Andrew Vandermoss, one of the pastors at Christ Church. And I'm Addison Hawkins, friend, colleague, and co-host with Andrew. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we hope to share some observations and some stories about following Jesus from our little perspective here at Christ Church in Grand Rapids. I want to invite you to a special digital event we are hosting in the month of May. For three Thursdays in May, we're going to have conversations with Francis Schaefer. Schaefer, the founder of the international ministry named Libri, was deeply interested in how the Bible influenced and spoke to our current cultural moments. And that's exactly what we're going to do during the Libri way. Ask questions, seek biblical insight for the day in which we live. There's a link at the top of our show notes that you can sign up for. So just pause this episode, click on over, sign up, and we'll see you in May. For you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. These are the words of Paul the Apostle to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. It's a passage that we often associate with generosity, giving, finances, thinking through it through the lens of the gospel today on our Following Jesus with Christ Church podcast, that is what we want to touch base with. We want to just think about our finances, we want to think about them in view of the pandemic. Uh, it's been an up and down sort of thing, and, and finances have definitely been one of the things that has been affected uh, by the the shutdowns and stay home orders and all of that. So to help us in our conversation today, we have a longtime Christ Church member, uh, Chris Peterson with us. Chris, welcome. Thank you for being with us. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Addison. Good to see you guys. Yeah, it is nice to see you. How are you and Abby and the girls doing? Yeah, we're, we're doing well. Um, you know, we're into a new routine for sure. Uh, enjoying some good family time, finding out that we really do like each other quite a bit, which makes our time here at home pretty pleasant. So that's great. Um, I'm set up pretty well for working from home other than not being able to go out and see clients face to face. I can pretty much continue what I do here um, as a investment advisor. So that's, that's good. Um, we homeschool our two girls. So um, there's some adjustments to be made, but nothing as much as some families have to, um, you know, have a chance to get out in, in nature and exercise and enjoy. And at the same time, I think that we also feel the weight of the world right now and, and feel for people in all kinds of situations. We're probably all no more than one or two degrees separated from someone who's really fundamentally impacted by coronavirus and, um, just the impact that it's had on, on everybody in our society. We, we feel the weight of that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. That's, you know, that's good. Chris, you know, is your vocation as a financial advisor, as investment advisor, as you said, you know, what are some of the things that you're seeing through your vocation in terms of how people are thinking about acting with their, their money and their finances yeah, so it's um, it's interesting times for sure, and uh, very scary and uncertain times for people's lives, for people's health, and for people's finances and the economics of their household. So um, it's shaken all of us um, to see that, 
And what I've seen is a real diversity in how people respond to that. Um, some people are, are, are very fearful, um, need a reassurance, but I found the majority of the folks that I've talked to um, you know, are confident in the plan, recognize that these kinds of things happen from time to time, and we certainly don't enjoy them. Um, we certainly experience some degree of anxiety, but uh, um, having the confidence in a plan and you know, working uh, at the things that we can control and having a, a real peace about uh, what we can't control um, is, is very helpful on that. Yeah, it's absolutely true. I, I know even in my own life, there's sort of a microcosm of that. I just got in the mail today my statement from RBI, which is the PCA's, you know, retirements, benefits, and insurance. And I was like, wow, I didn't even know. I barely had that much money in my thing. I didn't know I could lose that much uh, in, in a quarter. Uh, so you, you have sort of this anxiety thing. What do you, you know, as you work with people with money, and it's so closely tied, you know, we even we'll talk about a person's net worth. And, you know, we obviously mean that in a financial way, but there's so much about identity even that is tied for mo with money. And, and some of the source of our anxiety gets tied up with our identity and our worth and all of those things. How do you try to, as a Christian, you know, work with the people you advise just to sort of parse through that? Yeah, I think it's important to to recognize that you know I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm also um, you know I'm a Christian who practices financial planning. Um, my clients aren't all believers. Um, right. I don't run a, a you know a Christian specific business, and so I have people that are in different places with that um, to be sure. But talk about the concept of um, self worth and net worth, and how oftentimes they get equated. Um, and maybe some dangers of that. I think that it's very natural for someone's bank account or investment account to be representative of hard work, um, of you know, career success, of discipline, of savings, of, of prudent um, spending habits, you know, all, all good things, right? right. And, um, and it can be emblematic of that. And yet at the same time, I think it's very important to make sure that it's not our core identity um, because there's times when things are less secure and it doesn't mean that we're less valuable to each other or in God's sight. I think the flip side is also true. Um, maybe taking a moment to think about when times are good and people are feeling secure in their career and in their income and in their financial plan and investment balances um, that that can also, well, again, that's, that's a good thing it can lead to um, some sort of a feeling of self-sufficiency. Right. And I, I do think that there's a real um, gospel message in there. You know, you, you preach to us um, the word of God every Sunday and are consistent in talking to us about our own brokenness and our sin and God's perfection and goodness and our need for him and uh, how we're not self-sufficient. And to me, that's a, a huge beginning of the gospel message. Well, if our finances and what seems to be financial security leads us to feel that we don't need God, then that can be a very dangerous thing too. Yeah. And I think that's one of the benefits uh, of this. Um, and we don't want to just speak blithely, uh, but to say that, you know, there is a benefit for going through something like this is it helps us to see 
Yeah, maybe our security wasn't necessarily in our finances or in our portfolio or whatever. Our security, it's just a check moment, a heart check moment. You bet, you bet. And, you know, there's an old um, Wall Street saying that, you know, some of the emotions that people feel depending on what um, the economy is doing or the financial markets are doing is either fear or greed. Right. Those are the mm. two things. It's like, is it an environment of greed or is this an environment of fear? And those are very natural human emotions. However, not only are they not helpful for informing decisions, wise stewardly decisions that people might be making for their own finances or for their own life, but they're also not emotions or values that we're called to as Christians, you know, to feel uh, fear or anxiety, uh, you know, do not fear is something that's repeated many, many times in the scriptures, right? Um, and of course, you know, greed, materialism, you know, seeking our security and material or financial wealth is not what we're called to either. And instead, whether things are going good or bad on paper right. uh, for us, I think we're instead called to uh, gratitude. Um, I think we're called to generosity as our values rather than the, you know, the human emotion of fear yeah. and greed. That's for sure. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, just a little bit of how the gospel informs us. We've been given a lot, right? So therefore, so we live a life that is like that, you know, as our allegiance is with King Jesus, we follow him and we give because we've been given. I think that's really great. And just hitting on some of the practical and, and specific things of that is good. Because one of your roles too at church, at Christ Church is of a deacon too, right? And you're, you're pretty intimately involved with the finances at our church. And I know Andrew and I have have often talked about how we're hearing lots of questions from people. They want to know how's the church doing. And so do you have, you know, sort of a general update for us on some of those things? Yeah. So I think that, you know, one broad thing to point to right now is that even though we're not getting together on Sunday morning uh, for worship service together in the building, that Christ church continues, our community continues. And what that means is that the, you know, some of the ministries that have an economic reality continue. Um, our beloved staff, um, you too, and you know, everybody else on staff, um, we need to support them and their families and, you know, continue to pay our staff. We have a lot of different missionaries, uh, organizations that we're involved with and support financially. And that doesn't take a break for the virus. And so, um, no, I think it's important for us all to recognize that the, the financial needs and the economic reality of the church continue. Um, part of that is, um, you mentioned that I'm a deacon. We have a, um, you know, a board of deacons, a deacon fund that people can donate to. And really, we're there for um, meeting financial needs or other needs, uh, what we call mercy ministries within the church and our community. And, um, and that's another opportunity for people to give to in a way that we can also support people that are in particular financial need, tough situations right now as well. Um, I will say that um, the body of Christ Church has responded uh, beautifully to this time. I think there was, um, you know, maybe some, some stumbling out of the gates where we're not sitting in the seats and put, you know, seeing a plate go by um, and maybe people figuring out how to give online or to automate their giving. And I think we've, we've hit our stride, um, and I'm just so grateful for the, the continued generosity. And I know that some of it is very sacrificial giving um, that people are doing, but really stepping up and, and making sure that 
uh, they're being generous and those needs are met. So th- thankful for the, the Christ Church body. Yeah, I, I would certainly echo that as we've just seen that. And I'm grateful for you, Chris and Rick and Joni and, you know, so many other folks that, that continue to work with that aspect. And it has been a blessing because the giving isn't just for us. It's to be able to support, you know, so as we talk to people in Japan and, you know, the various missionaries that we support, as we talk to the local agencies that we work with, there we know that we're still able to connect with them and then uh, also continue to provide ministry to, to folks within our body. What do you think, um, just from your perspective, you've been able to watch how the deacons op- operate. Uh, what are some of the maybe for somebody who doesn't do that, kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. And what are the kinds of things that the Deacons Fund helps? Yeah, so people find themselves in all kinds of situations of need, right? It could be um, an unexpected bill or medical situation. It could be a job loss. It could be a transition of any kind in life. And those oftentimes have very uh, real physical and financial aspects to them. And, you know, part of our challenge is to make sure that we're in touch with the people in our congregation and our community. And we encourage people to proactively um, be on the lookout, too, for, for needs that might arise. And maybe people that are hesitant to you know, raise their hand and say, hey, I'm going through a tough time right now. Um, we want to be there together as a, as a community. So um, taking a look at those situations, meeting um, immediate needs um, as, as appropriate and also making sure that it's not just a matter of stepping up and paying an expense, so to speak, but uh, um, to really make sure that that person is getting the counsel and support and prayer that they need um, to move forward in a, a most productive way, too. So that's, that's really the, uh, the broad gist of um, the mercy ministry aspect of what the deacons do, but it can take, of course, any number of different uh, paths in a specific situation. Yeah, and I I love the way you said that. We all can find ourselves in those situations, and there may be just a a temporary need, and it's always the type of thing where you may get help at one point, and you may find yourself helping uh, at a different point in life, and there's no shame or anything that we should be associating with having to raise our hands uh, and need help at this particular time. There will be an opportunity to help down the road. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I think that's really good and, and true. You know, one of the things that, a couple of the things that we have put in place at Christ Church too is we have two great teams that sort of help with these sorts of things, right? We have the congregational care team, which can help with those within our congregation that need help, that don't feel like they want to raise their hand in public right now. You know, and some of that might be true for the community too. We have a community care team. All these teams are, have deacons on them and have other folks in our church community. And so if you feel like you find yourself, whether you're in our Christ Church community or on the outside, we just encourage you to fill out the form on our webpage uh, and those teams will be in contact. They'll, they'll think through and pray through and, and work with you in those different ways. So you can find that in our show notes if that applies to you. Yeah. You know, during this time, as we've been maybe more intentional about having text interactions or phone calls or zoom calls uh, with other people. um, One thing I've been trying to remind people of is uh, the deacons are here. Um, This is one of our roles with, in this body. 
and that uh, I've encouraged people to keep an eye out for your brother or sister um, who might be in need and encourage them if they, if, if they need prayer or if they need a financial boost or whatever the case is to contact the deacons or if they don't want to maybe ask that person for permission to contact the deacons on their behalf and let's get let's get the you know the communication flowing mm-hmm. let's work together in that way but um yeah love to see that good maybe circle around back to the beginning and just the overall picture of of finances like as you maybe as we're beginning to wrap up this conversation, you know, over the years, as you've worked with uh, finances, you've had your own heart engaged that you've observed other people. What is, what is something that's been a best practice for you just to, to think Christianly about finances? Like how have you guarded your own heart or how has your heart flourished as you come in contact with, with finances each and every day? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, I think about it in the, the framework of the things that we can either control or have an influence on in this world and the things that we can't. And to have, you know, gratitude for what God has blessed us with, and, you know, a mind to think and to reason and a charge to be wise and stewardly with that which he's entrusted us. Um, and having that mindset that what we have, you know, the, the, bank statement, that RBI statement that you refer to, it has your name on the top of it, but does it really belong to you? And to remind yourself of that over and over again, that this all belongs to God and we're stewarding it for him and it's for his purposes. So what does that mean about being technically competent? What does that mean about making repeated wise decisions financially? What does it mean to view that as an act of worship? And then the flip side of that, of saying, well, what do we really not have control over right now there's a lot that's outside of our control right we can't control you and i we can't control the direction of this virus we can't control our politicians who are making decisions about when to open up the economy and how best to do that Uh, we can't control the stock market and i you know i repeat that to my clients all the time you know i can't control the stock market (laughs) good or bad and um and to really develop a, a peace a deep peace about the things that we can't control, recognizing as Christians, we can recognize that there's one that's greater than us, um, a God who is good, a God who is all-powerful, and a God who loves us, that is truly in control. And to find peace in that rather than being unsettled by things that are outside of our own control. So that's, um, I think, kind of that dichotomy and how I, I parse out how I work with clients, where I focus my mind share, where I focus my energy yeah. um, for myself and my clients both. That's really good. I, I appreciate that. I think there's so much to learn just in those statements, not only about how we handle our finances, but you know, the totality of what it means to follow Jesus, you know, as a part of why we do this podcast too, and looking at different sectors of things is there's so much for us to consider. And so hearing about how in this time where finances are, you know, some of us don't want to think about it. Others, it's all they can think about. What does it mean for us to follow Jesus with our finances, to think about our money, both in the positive sense, the negative sense, challenging ways, and so hearing how you do it is, is really helpful. It's helpful for me. It's, I'm sure it's helpful for other people. And, you know, the ultimately knowing you know, Jesus really cares about how we handle our money. You know, he talked about it quite a bit. And so 
how we think about how we handle where our heart is, you know, all of this points back to our relationship with the Lord. And so I'm just so thankful for you pointing us in that direction. Cause it'd have been easy for us to sit here and say, do this, don't do that. You know, maybe consider this, but instead as we reflect on the gospel and how it permeates our hearts, and then this is an overflow uh, there of our hearts then. Yeah. Well, Chris, we really appreciate your coming on. It's so awesome. Uh, last thing. This is probably the most important question that you have had this entire interview and maybe the entire pandemic. What's been the favorite meal that you've had? Oh man, there, there's so many that are <laughs> tied for a top spot. I, I got to say that our family with Abby at the four um, has really, really hit a lot of home runs with homemade meals and nice. I'm so, so grateful for her and her, her extra work and her, her vision and creativity. So yeah, lots of different things. Um, we had a, a lentil curry and rice last night. And I mean, it's just one hit after another. That sounds awesome. That sounds awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. How about if I just close us with a word of prayer and, uh, send you out and all of us out, uh, with that father, thank you for this time with Chris. We do thank you for, him for the gifts that you've given him for the heart that you have placed in him um, lord we thank you for just the chance that we've had to, to catch up on something that becomes very it is a very real part of our lives the the wealth the finances uh, that you give us and how we manage that day by day whether we have uh, relatively little or relatively a lot uh, Father, we pray that you would help us all to submit that to you, to recognize that you are the source of every good and perfect gift, um, and recognize that our greatest treasure that we will ever have is the, the treasure of knowing you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you for Chris again and for his time. Rich blessings on Chris and Abby, Maya and Bryn. Lord, we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. We're glad you checked us out. If you want more from Christ Church, you can find us at our website. It's ChristChurchGR.org. That's ChristChurchGR.org. While you're there, check out the Staying Connected During COVID-19 page for more resources, our home worship guide, the latest podcast, and other ways to stay connected. You can find this podcast on many of your regular podcasting apps, or that is through Apple iTunes or the Google Play Store. If you enjoyed this content, please consider giving us a rating and a review. Also, sharing this episode with a friend or family member is a great way to keep them connected. We're so glad you checked in. We'll see you next time.